Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Judges. Hello there, guys. Hopefully you are ready to discuss some scripture on this lovely Friday morning. I am looking forward to finishing up Judges chapter 16 because we're going to be talking about the death of Samson today. But before we do that, I have not read on the podcast a kind review from you guys in a while. So I thought I would do that today because I am so thankful for you guys. I am so thankful for the the beautiful messages you've been sending me. They're very, very encouraging. And I do read them. And sometimes they come at just the right time. Like they, they truly do encourage me. So I'd like to read a very nice review from Brie Nana. Brie Nana 13. That is an amazing name. <laughs> and this is on Apple Podcasts. Brie Nana says, if you have a hard time understanding scripture and you find yourself lost after reading something in the Bible, this podcast is for you. Not only does it keep you wanting to come back, but it truly gives you in great detail what is happening in the Bible, who wrote what, and you even get a history lesson, which I love. Jen really knows her stuff, and you can tell she puts a lot of effort to make each episode a great one. She is truly doing God's work. Thank you so much for that, Brie Nana. I mean, that is a, a very, very nice compliment to the podcast. And I truly do hope that it is reaching people uh, for God's word and that I really am doing God's work here on the podcast. So thank you so much for that. Let's go ahead and read Judges chapter 16, verses 23 through 31 today. As I always do, I'll be reading out of the WEB version this morning. Feel free to grab the version of the Bible that you prefer to read out of. Doesn't have to be the W.E.B. And also grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea this morning. And I'm just realizing that all of that rhymed very well. That was a great poem that I just wrote for you guys. <laughs> all right. Judges 16, 23 through 31. The lords of the Philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to rejoice. For they said, our God has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hand. When the people saw him, they praised their God, for they said, Our God has delivered our enemy and the destroyer of our country, who has slain many of us, into our hand. When their hearts were merry, they said, Call for Samson that he might entertain us. They called for Samson out of the prison, and he performed before them. They set him between the pillars, and Samson said to the boy who held him by the hand, Allow me to feel the pillars on which the house rests, that I might lean on them. Now the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there, and there were on the roof about 3,000 men and women who saw while Samson performed. Samson called to Yahweh and said, Lord Yahweh, remember me, please, and strengthen me, please, only this once, God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. Samson took hold of the two middle pillars on which the house rested and leaned on them the one with his right hand and the other with his left. Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. He bowed himself with all of his might and the house fell on the Lord's and on all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than those he killed in his life. Then his brothers and all the house of his father came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Eshtel and in the burial site of Manoah, his father, he judged Israel for 20 years. If you think this story is sad, just wait until we get into the rest of the book of Judges. It gets a lot sadder. 
a lot more sad uh, as we move forward and finish up the book of Judges. We actually only have four more chapters left in the book of Judges, I believe. You can see that Samson's life here is just so wasted. It was just such wasted potential. He truly could have been an amazing, like an amazing warrior for God and for the Israelite people. But instead, he kind of became this laughingstock and an object of ridicule where the Philistines were actually using him to worship their god, Dagon. So you remember where we talked about this on Wednesday. Samson was living with this woman named Delilah. We don't know if Delilah was a Jewish woman or a Philistine woman, but most likely she was Philistine. And she did not care about Samson at all. She only cared about money. And so she betrayed Samson for a lot of money. Delilah figured out Samson's weak point. What would cause Samson to become very weak? And she did it. She cut all of Samson's hair off, shaved all his hair, and Samson became very weak. And the Holy Spirit left Samson at that moment because that was the last vow Samson broke. Samson, thinking that nothing was wrong, even though his hair was cut and he knew his hair was cut because if you live with very long hair your entire life and you've never cut it before and you wake up and your head is shaved, you will know immediately that your head is shaved. (laughs) You will just know. And I know that from experience, not because I have had my head shaved before, but because I always had very long hair. And in 2018, I got my hair cut very short and I knew that it was very short. Like you could just tell. So Samson woke up after his hair was shaved and knew his hair was shaved, but didn't even realize that the Holy Spirit had left him. That is how out of tune Samson was with Yahweh. So Samson's trying to fight against the Philistines at that moment, and he's unable to. The Philistines immediately bind him and pluck his eyeballs out. So Samson now has become a laughingstock. They throw him into prison, and after several months have passed, they end up having this big feast to Dagon, their god. Samson is doing hard labor in prison while he's blind. And while this big feast to Dagon is going on, the Philistines are like, bring Samson up. Let's let's bring him up and make him perform for us. I don't know exactly what that means, but I imagine they like forced him to do something. Who knows? Dance or I don't know. Maybe they just laughed at him while he stood there. Who knows how Samson performed? But Samson should have been a man who caused the nations to give glory to Yahweh. And not at one point in Samson's life did that happen, even though he was a judge of Israel. You can see that the other judges, at least a little bit, tried to make the people give glory to Yahweh. But Samson didn't even cause Israel to give glory to Yahweh. In fact, Israel is barely mentioned throughout all of Samson's life. Because Samson was like a one-man army who did everything himself lived this life of just sin and debauchery while still holding on to some principles of Yahweh and still pretending to to be a Nazarite and hold on to those uh, Nazarite vows. But mostly he just lived a life of complete debauchery, though he was supposed to be a judge. And the mission of an Israeli judge or an Israelite judge was to not just judge the people exactly, but to cause the people to 
come closer to Yahweh. So the judge was supposed to work side by side with the priests and also with the high priest to interpret God's law completely to the people. And of course, there were judgments going on during that time because people would bring their cases to the judge and the judge would have to interpret what God wanted for that person and make a judgment regarding the person with the case. So that was the point of the judge. And a lot of times they were also warriors as well, though that wasn't technically part of the the job description, but oftentimes they were warriors. But Samson was truly probably the worst judge of Israel, where he didn't cause anybody, really, that we know of, to turn back to Yahweh. Instead, he himself didn't even turn to Yahweh. He ended up causing the Philistines also to definitely turn away from Yahweh, because you can see now they're, they're having this big feast to Dagon, their God. So they say, our God has delivered Samson into our hand. It says, when the people saw him, they praised their God, for they said, our God has delivered our enemy and destroyer of our country, who has slain many of us into our, our hand. Now, this shouldn't have been happening at all. Dagon shouldn't have been the one being praised. Yahweh should have been the one being praised because Yahweh was stronger than this fake God, Dagon. But because of Samson's sin and Samson's weaknesses, he caused other people to start worshiping another God other than Yahweh. Now, I did mention briefly on Wednesday that Samson's hair began to grow again. And Samson kind of thought of his hair as the the secret to his great strength. So there's some superstition that Samson has with his hair. So Samson's hair is beginning to grow again. I'm sure some months have been have passed at this point in time. So Samson was being led by a boy. That is how weak Samson became. They allowed a probably a, a teenage boy, if not younger, to lead Samson by the hand and had no worries at all that Samson would try to escape from this boy because Samson is now blind and weak. So they, they truly did not believe Samson was going to be able to break free from a boy leading him by the hand. So Samson says to the boy who's with him, let me rest on the pillars that hold up the house. I'm very tired right now. I need to relax. So the boy does it. He allows Samson to lean up against the pillars that support this entire house. And this must have been a very, very big house. Don't forget, because thousands of people are there. It says 3,000 people are on the roof alone. So this is not so much of a house as like a castle. It kind of sounds like this is a big building and probably a very... A decadent building because it was a house of worship for the Philistines to worship their god Dagon. So I'm sure this was a very, you know, ornate giant building that the Philistines would gather in to worship their god and whatever weird thing and weird sexual thing that that looks like. So 3,000 people are on the roof alone of this house. I don't know how many people are on the, the bottom tier, but they're all making fun of Samson. You know, they're all laughing at him as he performs in some way. Samson leans between the two pillars and he says to God, remember me, please, this once. Remember me. Let me take vengeance out on these Philistines for plucking out my two eyes. This kind of shows something about Samson's character. Even in the end, 
Samson still held on to some arrogance. Samson didn't say to God, let me take out these Philistines because they are spitting in your face by worshiping Dagon. Let me take out these Philistines because they are laughing at you right now because they say that Dagon is stronger than you. He says, let me take out the Philistines because they plucked out my two eyes. Now, God worked with Samson here. You know, I'm sure Samson started to have a little bit of superstition still because his hair was beginning to grow again. He believed that that was what gave him God's Holy Spirit, perhaps. So he says to God, just remember me this one time. Let me die with the Philistines because they plucked out my eyes. So Samson takes hold of the two middle pillars on which the house rested, and he leaned on them, one with his right hand and the other with his left. And Samson starts to push with all of his might, and God granted Samson great strength once again. And Samson causes the house to fall in on everybody because he pushed aside those two pillars and the house totally fell. The support system was completely gone for this big giant house. And the Philistines died. So in his death, it says at the very end here in verse 30, in his death, he killed more than those he killed during his life. I think it's very important that scripture mentions this. Because Samson didn't have to die in this way. Samson could have been so amazing in his ability that he was given this, this spiritual gift of like great physical strength, right? He could have been a powerhouse for Israel, but instead he ended up dying like this and committing suicide and taking out people in his death. This once again kind of shows how Samson's life pictures Israel. And I know I've said that a thousand times already talking about Samson, but it really does show how Samson mirrored Israel at this point in time. Israel never gave glory to God, not even in the end. Whenever Israel is asking God before this to, to remove their enemies they're always like, look at how our enemies are treating us. Look, God, look what they're doing to us. Please, you know, save us uh, from them. They're never thinking about Yahweh. They're never thinking about God. And this, I'm sure, hurts God's heart a lot. God really wants to have a relationship with us. At the very beginning of time, he created humanity so that he could walk with them in the Garden of Eden. He created humanity so that he could live with humanity. That's what he wanted for humanity. He wanted to live with us. He wanted to have a relationship with us. He really loved us and he still loves us. He wants to have a relationship with you too. You can imagine that you would be really hurt if somebody who you loved deeply, whether it's your spouse or your children, or your parents, or a best friend, if they just constantly used you for what you can do for them. I'm sure your heart would be super hurt, and I'm sure some of you are in a situation like that, where you feel like 
You're just being used all the time. And the person that you truly love with all of your heart, basically, is not reciprocating that love that you know you have for them. Can you imagine how God feels when we treat him like that? When we treat him like a genie or when we say, God, you know, I want vengeance because of me or I want this or I want that or I need this or I need that. I'm sure God feels very sad about that. That I'm sure he, he truly just wants us to just talk to him instead of asking for things all the time. Maybe take a moment after this podcast to just sit down and not ask God for anything for you. Even if you think you need something at this moment, and there's nothing wrong with asking God for things. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it does say we're supposed to cast all of our cares onto God. But there's also an amount of worship that we need to have for God and relationship building we need to do with God. God is there. It says if you draw near to God, he's going to draw near to you. He's never going to force himself onto you. He's never going to make you care about him. But the second you tell God, I want more of you in my life, he's going to be there and he's going to embrace you and be like, yes, I want this too. So God deeply loves you. And unfortunately, Samson was a man deeply loved by God. As you can see by Samson's amazing gifts and Samson being blessed from the time he was conceived, basically. He was blessed by God from the moment of his birth. God loved Samson so much, but Samson did not love God. And even in the end, what does he say to God? Avenge me. It's not because I care that these people are worshiping their God, Dagon. It's because I need avenging for what they did to me. And that's how Israel treated God. And so Samson's life is a warning to all Christians because we can get into the same entitlement that Samson got into, especially us living here in America. We've got so many blessings. We are so blessed to live in such a, a beautiful nation with security and with family and, and whatever other blessings we have. We have so many blessings here in America. And we get sometimes into this entitlement where we think we are just owed by God. But that is not a real relationship. It wouldn't be a real relationship if somebody was doing that with you. So it's not a real relationship when you treat God that way also. And I've fallen into this many times where I'm always like, God, I need this, 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 and this. I fall into this trap where I constantly ask for God for things and I never try to build a relationship with God. So take a few moments today after this podcast is ended to just try to build a, a relationship with God the same way that you would want one of your friends or one of your loved ones to try to build a relationship with you. Well, this was the end of Samson. Samson's crazy, unfortunately wasted life. He is the saddest judge in all of Israel's history. And he's the last judge that's mentioned in the book of Judges. We're going to be talking about all sorts of just chaos after this. It, it tr truly Judges just falls into chaos. Like all of Israel is just a mess after all of this happens. 
And it's so funny how you can see throughout the history of what we've been talking about, how Israel started out pretty good with Joshua and with the first judges, and then Gideon rolls around and you can see some problems start to happen with Gideon. Then all of a sudden, all the judges after Gideon just get worse and worse and worse and worse until we wind up with Samson. So judges is not over yet. We're going to be talking about some really interestingly weird things that happen in judges. But anyway, guys, I hope you tune in on Monday because we'll be talking about some of the crazy things that go on with Israel moving forward here. Friends and faithful listeners, I will see you all on Monday. And once again, thank you for all those wonderful reviews that you left for the podcast. They are just so appreciated. Alrighty, guys, I will leave you all with a happy listening and God bless. Bless.